Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. Good morning. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, I take today to rejoice in your love and blessing poured over this congregation. Father, send your Holy Spirit to us today to reveal in all our hearts all the blessings this church brings forth. We serve not for our glory, but to honor you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In the Old Testament reading and the Gospel reading, there was uh, some commonality I just want to point out, the terms follow me. This congregation does that. And I want to rejoice today. By the way, I will make it clear, if I make it through this sermon without tearing up, it'll be a miracle. My wife told me I needed to put a box of Kleenex up here. I want everybody, if, if possible, to open your epistle today, or your Bible today, to the epistle. And that's Philippians 2, 12 through 18 on 981, for two reasons. One, I want to read a verse at the end together. The other thing is, if you get bored, you got something to read. I want you to think of a difficult task that you don't like to do, but you know you have to do it. You're led to do it. You're called to do it. Mine is yard work. I don't like doing yard work, but it has to be done. It's a hot, dirty job, but if you don't do it, well, the homeowner association will write you up or something of that nature. But you know something? After a job, any job, what do you feel? After you've worked hard, you rejoice. You rejoice in what's been accomplished. And that's what we're going to do today. Maybe you kick back in your favorite chair. Maybe you read a book or do a devotional out of joy. This is what church is spiritually. This is your opportunity after a long, hard week of serving God to come and rest, to rejoice, to be spiritually fed. That's what we're trying to do today. That's what worship is. Now, in Philippians, it is a story of what good looks like. I want to explain that term. Um, I was taught that term back in my engineering career, and it stuck with me. What good looks like is ensuring that the picture in my head is exactly the same picture as in your head and is exactly the same picture as in God's head. Think about that for a second. Do we, are we comfortable and confident that we have the picture that's in God's head, in our head? Let me give you just a simple example of this. If I say the word dog, all of us have a different picture. But if I happen to, those of you that have met my dog, Max, if I say Max and you know what that looks like, immediately that picture snaps into your head and we are aligned. This is what God's word is. A picture of what good looks like. But you have to learn constantly to gather all the information to make sure that the picture is the same as what's in God's head. So from our reading today, our epistle today, what does good look like? The Philippians obeyed. Think about that. They even obeyed when no one was looking. 
<laughs> those of you that had teenagers are sitting there going, boy, that's rough. <laughs> they did what God asks of them. They rejoiced with Paul in their faith. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that's what good looks like. If this was written as a letter from Paul to Christ Church Anglican, how would it read? How close to good are we? By the way, I'm not saying perfect. I'm just saying good. First, I want to start with an understanding that everyone here agrees with. Christ Church Anglican is centered on the worship and adoration of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I see the Holy Spirit moving mightily in this church. I am in a very unique position. And you would not believe what the Spirit is doing in this church. It is awe-inspiring. This isn't a random appearance of the Holy Spirit. This is a great wind that's blowing across this congregation. And today, I want to take inventory and rejoice. Our church is blessed. We've created an inviting home for those who need the rest from their work serving God. A place to be fed spiritually, and in some cases physically. Christ Church Midland's pastoral care program overall is active in serving those within our congregation who need rest and serving the members of this church. We have people here dedicated to serving fellow members if a meal is needed, if prayer is needed, if just holding someone's hand in a difficult time is needed. There are people who have, who have volunteered and are ready to step up. In fact, we have people waiting in the wings to do it. We have a healing prayer ministry, which is awesome. During the healing prayer service, I've watched grown men from Teen Challenge, rough men, felonies, recovering drug addicts, alcoholics, walk away from a prayer team in tears. Not in tears of anguish, but tears of joy, because they could feel God's presence with them, them, a sinner, as much as they've sinned. God is with them. And they know it. We have regular service support. Those of you that serve as ushers, welcomers, EMs, lectors, altar guild, music ministry, AV ministry, there's more. We're building a home for everyone here to be spiritually fed. And I want to rejoice in that. Christ Church is active in benevolence. Now, benevolence... Pastoral care focuses on the congregation. Benevolence focuses outside in the world. Now, quick clarification. I need to be clear here. This is the uh, legal announcement at the bottom of the, the advertisement. Benevolence is not paid for out of the church budget. It is paid for out of individual donations to the discretionary funds. So everything I'm talking about is done outside of the budget. We're currently building a framework to expand benevolence. 
and you have a team of your brothers and sisters helping to ensure that all giving is done in accordance with God's will. And it's not just about money. It's about time, talents, and treasures that this congregation has and has made available and will make available. And there's more to come on that. We work in concert with other organizations in Midland to feed the homeless, to serve the poor, to help those in need. Let me give you a couple examples. I got a call one day from Thriving United, who is an organization we partner with, and uh, they had a lady there that needed help. Um, Her air conditioner went out. It was going to be 104 and 105 for the next five days. Now, just based on that alone, everybody's kind of says, I'd like to help. And by the way, you did. What I didn't tell you was she was blind, recovering alcoholic, and had two kids. You did help. There's also... I had a real rough day about four to six weeks ago. I don't remember the exact date. Emotionally, by the way. The church got two phone calls back to back uh, from mothers who were beside themselves because they couldn't pay rent. And I talked to the mothers. Both of them's husbands had walked out on them because of drugs and alcohol. Just got up, walked out, cleaned the bank accounts, and left one mother with three children under the age of five and one with four children under the age of seven. They didn't need permanent support. They needed to bridge a gap. Christ Church was there. You helped. The last little vignette is I was at Thriving United one day, and a gentleman was there. And now Thriving United counsels people and tries to bring them out of addiction and walks with them. And they're not spiritual counselors. And one of the peers there said, hey, would you mind talking to this guy? He needs spiritual help. Sure. So I sit down with him. And I want to give you the the image that I saw when I sat down. This was a very dark individual, not the color of his skin. But how many of you have seen shadows on people? This was very dark. And he had his head in his hands. And I said, how can I help you? And he said, I just have too many demons to fight. And I hit, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I asked him the only question I knew. Do you know Jesus? And he said, no. I said, do you want to? He said, yes. And I shared the gospel with him. And he accepted Christ that day. And after he had accepted Christ, I said, are you ready to release those demons? He said, yes. So we prayed together. We cast out the demons in the name of Jesus. And he went like this. He looked up. He had the biggest smile on his face. There was no darkness. There was no 
It was a total change in his demeanor. And I said, what did that feel like? He said, like 100 pounds was lifted off my shoulder. I have followed up with him just for information. You were there. If I were to approach each one of you individually and tell you these stories and ask you personally to help, I don't think there's a person here that wouldn't jump in and help immediately. I really don't. That's the kind of congregation we have. And I praise God and I rejoice with you. Now, there are many here who lead ministries in our community. They come here to worship God and to find a tranquil home with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. They do not seek recognition as a Pharisee would. So I will respect them. But we have amongst our congregation leaders of the chosen ministry. The chosen ministry where people, brothers in Christ, can fight addiction in a safe environment, in a Christian environment, learn a trade and become a productive in the world as God intended. We have leaders of Christmas in action. Where lives are changed by providing a safe place to live for those in dire need. God's love is showered on those who most need it. The widows and widowers, the poor, and their homes are restored to safe and livable conditions. We have leaders of the Breaking Bread Soup Kitchen here amongst us. Where the poor are fed not only the bread of this earth, but the bread of eternal life. Lives are changed and a safe place is provided. Warm space in the worst of winter and a cool space in the worst of summer in addition to food. More to come on that too. Teen Challenge. Many here work and volunteer with Teen Challenge where men and women dealing with their own demons can find the healing grace of God. We have numerous people here who, who are actively supporting and mentoring people who suffer from addiction through Alcoholics Anonymous. At 2 a.m., there is not a single person that's part of the AA program that would not leave immediately and go rescue someone who was in dire circumstances. Finally, we do work with a group called Thriving United, and they pull addicts off the street and work with them. Help them rebuild their lives. I know there's more here that lead ministries and serve God, who I mentioned, more than who I mentioned earlier. But you just want to come and be fed, not recognized. That's not my intention. But we have hospital board members, judges, politicians. We have people that are in the community doing God's work in their daily lives. Our church is a blessing to our members and a place of peace and spiritual refueling to do the work of God as was the Philippian church. We have missions outside of Midland. Love for the least. Mission to Honduras. Medical missionaries. Russian mission. Missions to the Apache people. And more. All sourced out of this church. Find a home here. And I know there's more. I just don't have time to say today the rest of it. So rejoice with me in all the things we do to serve God. You are a blessing to those in need.
By the way, I've got a couple people in the front row. I'm not talking about you guys. I mentioned Pharisees. When the Pharisees came into the church, what they did was they occupied the front rows because that's where everybody looked at them. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I hope, hopefully. Doris is always sitting on the front row. But our tendency in this church is always to back, fill back front, right? And that's because there are no Pharisees here. People don't want to be recognized. They just want to worship God. And how much of a blessing is that? By the way, Henry's going to kill me for that because he has trouble enough getting people to sit up front. <laughs> but every member of this congregation is a hero in the kingdom of God and deserves the places of honor in this church. Let us rejoice. We do all things in this church because we love Jesus. We live to glorify His name, not our names. We are so excited by God's grace that when He says, follow me, we run. We run full sprint to follow Him. Like a child runs after a loving parent. You are providing rest for the weary, food for the needy, and you're spreading the gospel around the world. In closing, and this is where the Bibles come in, I want us all to read aloud the words of Paul. Please say together with me uh, verses 17 and 18 on page 981, chapter 2, 17 and 18. Give everybody a chance to get ready. Even if I am poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, also, you be glad and rejoice with me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.